I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes the Number 3 Podcast on all three of them. And up front, apologies, I'm a little under the weather right now, so that's why my voice sounds a little, a little different. But that's not going to stop us from talking about <laughs> 1984's Drunken Tai Chi, uh, which is, of course, directed by Young Wu Ping, like, actually, like all the movies we've done yeah. so far, um, <laughs> and stars a very, very young Donnie Yen. Yeah, this was meant to be his uh, breakout movie, and um, uh, often Young Wu Ping is kind of described as sort of like Donnie's godfather in the early part of his career. And obviously they still have a really strong working relationship. As we know, Yun Ping was just working on the recent uh, Ip Man 4 and um, the previous film before that. And many great um, standouts in Donnie Yen's career involve these two guys working together. Uh, this movie um, was not the smash hit that everyone involved was uh, hoping for when it came out. And mm. it's kind of a little bit of a strange uh, relic, but that's, yeah. that's, I think what there is to love about this movie too. It's uh, we, I think we hinted at this, but it's, it's kind of a bridge between the Kung Fu comedy, like golden period. Mm-hmm. And then the more like high production value, slightly serious, a return to period drama of the nineties and it doesn't, yeah, it's, it's really kind of stands on its own. If you haven't seen um, some of the uh, other like Yun Ping and Yun Clan films between uh, these two entries, this uh, Drunken Tai Chi will probably be even a little bit more shocking, Um, but it would, also be a good companion to kind of the more madcap uh, fantasy films that Yun Ping worked on, starting with, say, Miracle Fighters mm-hmm. and um, uh, Shaolin Drunkard, uh, stuff like that, which also sees Yun Chun Yan playing a similar kind of character, Yun Chun Yi playing a similar kind of villain, though we got a taste of that in uh, Dreadnought early on yeah. in the podcast. And then uh, Yun Yat Chor, who we haven't uh, focused on too much in the show yet, as um, he was kind of a leaning man in those projects, and he ends up taking a little bit of a backseat to to Donnie in in this movie. But God, seeing Donnie at at this age, super yeah. young guy, couldn't be more um, confident and competent. And I think this really showcases um, some incredible martial arts from this young dude mm-hmm. here. I think yeah, yeah Donnie yeah. was only 21 whenever this movie came out, <laughs> which is just nuts. Like to think that he's, you know, this is this movie is, you know, over 30 years old now and he's very much still like he's he's more famous now than he ever was then. Yeah, you kind of scratch your head watching this movie cuz uh it there are enough elements of the classic era kung fu and to see mm-hmm. Donnie juxtaposed with, yeah. with those is like pretty wild but yeah awesome i i think for me it it yeah it almost seems like 
uh if dreadnought was like the a side of an a single like this could be the b side where it's oh, like that. there's a lot of like these similar beats that it follows but it just doesn't have a little bit of the magic that makes it as good as dreadnought to me and um i also feel like it's it's a little behind the curve when it comes to other films that were coming out around this time like Mm -hmm. um uh yeah like movies that you were talking about marty so um i do really think it's cool to see donnie and seeing like the draw of this film i think is for people that are looking into donnie n's catalog especially you know he's so huge now uh in regards to i mean he's basically a a cultural icon for the country and um uh seeing him fresh-faced and kind of just seeing just the star power behind his screen presence in this film is really cool like it's it's funny to me watching it and seeing kind of like the familiar faces and familiar settings from these period piece kung fu comedies but when you see donnie on screen and especially when he's like flexing his muscles like he looks like a superhero in the midst of all of these kind of more like mortal looking beings <laughs> in the film yeah he is i i didn't know donnie was ever this beefy like he's yeah. got some ridiculous muscles in this movie too yeah it's crazy i mean they really showcase like every aspect of of donnie that they can um, mm. And you also uh, get the sense that he's maybe quite new to acting um, <laughs> right. uh, in the movie, but this I think there's something something charming about about that too. Uh, but it had to have been kind of a shock for Hong Kong audiences seeing this kid that had spent a lot of time in the states and in the West, not so much of a known entity, definitely um, not in really in front of the camera. He had done some stunt work. Um, actually in an in a couple of uh, earlier Yun Wolping productions, but um to to be introduced to basically a brand new leading man um mm-hmm. and someone that's like this, you know, proficient and like you're saying strong uh, in front of the camera. And then it's in a vehicle that's kind of like so madcap and wild. It's just like, whoa, it's really <laughs> something. But really, I think another reason people are uh, drawn to this movie is like with any other Yun Ping film is the choreography. And there's just some stunning jaw dropping stuff here. Um, I, I almost think it's like. Uh, pound for pound the choreography is like so strong and there's like such great stuff that you can almost like blink and you miss it and um <laughs> it's occasionally like too chock full of great like physical ideas uh given kind of the tone of the movie i think for it to maybe be as appreciated as something like you know iron monkey several years later but um uh, yeah, just some phenomenal sequences. Uh, unfortunately, there's there aren't really good versions of the movie available. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. We should probably talk about the two, yeah. the two kind of distinct versions that you can find. This is the first uh, time in a while on the podcast where I've encountered two versions of film that vary so differently that I'm kind of having to jump back and forth and like catalog all the differences um so there's a dvd uh release from miramax that contains the mandarin version and i think marty you were mentioning that you suspected that this might be like the taiwanese cut of the film yeah that's my that's my guess um mm-hmm. 
just because it's uh it's some pretty dramatic changes and you did encounter that kind of thing uh in kung fu movies of the 70s and 80s where there'd be cuts for you know based on content um mm-hmm. the and um it, it, yeah and it's cool cuz it's not it's not like one is definitive and one is like missing a bunch of scenes there's sure. straight replacement scenes right yeah so the the dub version the dvd that i have that i shared with you guys is actually like a double set that has drunken tai chi and the um like the bruce exploitation film dynamo who which oh, also nice. has like yung ping involved in it and um the dub version of the film is interesting to me because yeah some some scenes are in one film and some scenes are in the other film Huh. There are scenes that aren't shared between the two versions, and it also seems like um, uh, the dub version kind of they they kind of take scenes and move them around for, for I guess what they thought was a better continuity, which I think works sometimes, but doesn't really in other times. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, the uh, the Mandarin version has like uh, scenes that are like extended but the actual run times are pretty similar they don't end up being one doesn't end up being much longer than the other and um the dub version also has some edits like it almost seems like for content so like in some there's like a, a fight where uh young chun yen's using like a puppet to attack some oncomers and he like does like groin attack to a guy and that's not even in the um the dub version <laughs> it's like hmm. oh they thought that content yeah wasn't... there are a few like strange cuts uh but they the also dub. even like, to the to the audio it's like mid-sentence yeah and they'll also just like i mean they're swearing and stuff so like mm-hmm. it's not right. like they were editing content yeah it's, yeah. it's just the weird dub, the dub in this one's also it's funny because it's like it's a lot of the same people but it just yeah. feels like it feels like they had a different director or something because some of it is very like you're just saying a bunch of things and stopping and starting to try to map the match the lip flaps. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like not all none of these are like, you know, amazing in terms of, you know, they're they're I love them and they're, you know, have a lot of character. But this one in particular has some stuff that's just kind of like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it feels totally. like old yeah. anime dubs. Yeah, the dub is almost these. kind of um, shows like just like what like the twilight hours are for this period of kung fu comedy um yeah and yeah there are a couple of like the classic voices in the crew um but then some other some other voices that uh you wouldn't have heard really in the late 70s early 80s and yeah i i get that same vibe that um it's a little like devil may care. He's done nothing wrong. Okay, I don't want to argue with you. Now listen, your duty today is to get all that salt packed into sacks or no uh, supper. Uh, uh. Um, but it's also, <laughs> I don't know. It it's if you're going into it, um, just to have like a crazy, like silly time, mm-hmm. it's kind of perfect. Um, <laughs> the other thing I'd say is if you're going into it expecting some type of drunken martial art, this is one of <laughs> yeah. the cases where the drunken in the title isn't really apparent in the film. It's kind of a 
a pull if you're you're really looking for it you can say oh the the tai chi master in this film consumes alcohol at some point in the movie so this counts (laughs) yeah from a similar like cask or whatever and then there's a couple of there's like a kind of a cool uh drunken boxing joke uh Mm -hmm. in like one spot Um, i really like that yeah that was good but yeah if you're coming to see this film expecting to see Drunken martial arts, yeah. you're, you're going to be disappointed. But there's still a lot of cool stuff in the film, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, I mean, I don't want to put a nail in the coffin before we start talking about the movie, but I do feel like this is probably the weakest link in our little journey wow. through uh, drunken martial arts. But well, yeah, but... of course, it's going to be when we're comparing it to these legendary films that we're yeah. covering so far and where we're going with this. But um, still a good time. The other thing I wanted to mention before we actually start getting into the film is that I think it's kind of cool that Donnie Yen's breakout in Hong Kong cinema is a film called, uh, like, you know, it has to do with Tai Chi. So his mother is a grandmaster in Tai Chi, and she's known throughout the world. Bolson Mac is a grandmaster in Tai Chi Chuan. So that's really cool, and I, I'm sure that that was, you know, kind of relevant to him you know i think in one in his upbringing but also like hey like i'm gonna make my breakout with this uh film called drunken tai chi so i think that's pretty cool yeah totally also cool bosa mark is still alive in her in her late 70s but she's yeah. still with us lives in oh massachusetts mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is that's just it's always funny whenever it's like some you know some person that's famous for being from you know some other country and then there's just like, oh, and they live in, you know, Ohio or something. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I think what what happens with us is that, you know, we're we're fans of all of this stuff. And when, you know, we're consuming this media, you know, we put these people up in these really high celestial places. But a lot of these people are just martial artists. And, you know, mm-hmm. sure, Donnie Yen's like a world-class star, but... He he grew up in Boston and he was like getting in fights in Boston <laughs> and right. his parents were like, yo, we, we got to send this kid out of here. So um, that kind I'm of sorry, put him son. on the path. You've got to be a Kung Fu star in Hong Kong. <laughs> yep. I don't want to. <laughs> so I want to be cool. a lawyer. <laughs> Man, and Donnie's also like a badass piano player. And I don't know if you've ever seen clips of him, like a uh, classical pianist. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, dude can play. Mm-hmm. Jeez, <laughs> leave some of the rest of us, Donnie. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. All right, well, you want to start looking at this movie then? Sure. All right, well, let's take a look at it. But first, let's take a look at the back of the VHS. A good rivalry can bring out the best in people, but if taken too far, it can destroy the world around you. Ching Do is a star in his town, but that puts a target on his back. When childish rivalry escalates from mischief to mayhem, Chingdo's family suffers the consequences. In the aftermath, our hero runs away into two unseemly masters that show him the true balance of yin and yang, and prepare him to face the menace that's ravaged his family. Yun Wuping and his brothers debut a new legend to the silver screen. Donnie Yen stars in Drunken Tai Chi. So this movie, it isn't it isn't Shaw Brothers or Golden Harvest, but it has a very Shaw Brothers intro to the movie 
with like yeah. the red background and, well, and, and also Donnie very doing like very arts. snake in the eagle shadow um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true yeah. Went for the same, same kind of thing um yeah this was a sh- one of the sort of short-lived independent film companies uh in the 80s um there are a couple of uh yuan Ping films that kind of like follow some of his work with uh golden harvest where some you know independent producers uh i want to say this is maybe the only the only film that uh this was put together by this uh production company so uh, yeah right away when i'm looking at these two films the two different versions that we were going over this isn't in the uh, mandarin version at all (laughs) it's a scene that i mean i don't understand why but yeah it's because yeah it's maybe one of the best (laughs) scenes Right, and it showcases the Tai Chi that you're expecting to see in the film, and it showcases Donnie Yen in this breakout role. So, um, the um, and actually, what I can say too is, if you have Amazon Prime, at least in the U.S., you can watch uh, Drunken Tai Chi. It's kind of cropped. This is kind of one of these Wild West situations where it's like it's just <laughs> on there. Okay, let's check it out. Um, you can't actually watch it on YouTube, but uh, you can see it on Prime, and then. Uh, yeah, so the the Mandarin version actually starts out with him encountering what would become his rival in the beginning of the film. And, yeah, played uh, by Mandy Chan. Yeah, and that actually, that encounter isn't in the dub version. So the dub version kind of starts with them kind of having like a bike fight that leads to kind of some hijinks and... Um, and definitely like modern 80s bicycles right yeah <laughs> which is yeah. like awesome um, <laughs> yeah definitely um, not period bicycles mm-hmm. so the the mandarin version has like them kind of fighting over uh roosters and that turns into uh an encounter between the two it ends up kind of uh unifying like the two different the two versions. versions yeah yeah so they kind of end up in the same way but the whole like basic premise of their encounter is different it's it's very strange yeah and it's uh donnie's hair is clearly longer in the bicycle <laughs> scene version so it's mm-hmm. likely shot uh later um, yeah but that's... if this was designed to bridge with the older material and the older sequence it's really kind of brilliantly done uh you have to you have to look for it to kind of see where um the crossover happens but yeah for me this was the first time where i could kind of tell like hey it looks like they did reshoots for this hong kong film and it's pretty apparent when you watch the two versions so with this first interaction mandy chan is playing like the he's supposed to be like the son of like some rich, super rich person in town. And he's just causing lots of trouble, lots of dumb hijinks, a lot of women's bloomers in this movie, like, like <laughs> oh, a lot. True. And this is, this is no exception, uh, in this first scene, but then Donnie comes in to, uh, kind of, kind of clean up the streets, which is good because he like messes up this dude. So it's good that they kind of introduce him as like a, a real menace. Cause I feel like I'd say maybe it's a little too much <laughs> compared to what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, the the hero's arc in this film is is kind of it's kind of weird. Like this, he's already really good, and yeah. he's already kind of like I don't know, like the cool guy. Mm-hmm. And when they do take him down a notch, it's like holy crap! Like what did they just do? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, punishment so, like, not fitting the crime. Yeah, also yeah. Do- Donnie's character in this movie, he's um it's not quite like the depiction of Wong Fei Hong in uh Drunken Master, 
but a similarly sort of like spoiled, super yeah. confident, uh, mm-hmm. rich kid. And he ends up <laughs> getting super humble during the course of the movie. But the contours of that um, maybe are, aren't quite as strong as something like Drunken Master. He first just kind of fights the main chain character a little bit and then like it makes it look like he threw a rock at like a policeman. And again <laughs> yeah. and again the officer the policeman's wearing's a little more That's modern. Super than modern too, yeah. I feel like it would have been in this, you know, kind of late vaguely late eighteen hundreds Chinese town. Good point. But whatever. It's funny. Yeah. I mean I I sort of look at the tone of this movie as like more of like a madcap comedy. Um you know, not quite a like Wong Jing or Stephen Chow flavor, but the Yun's own sort of version of like a a yeah, wild the... sort of zany thing. So like mm-hmm. those breaks and periods feel kind of like intentional. I mm-hmm. think um, there are moments in this film where I think it's leaning on that uh, what mole tao mole tao like the nonsense kind of comedy, yeah, but yeah. it's still kind of grounded with a kind of a more thorough like normal plot. But yeah, it definitely gets to points where you're like, "Holy crap! Like, what did they do? Like, it's just so yeah, random." Right. <laughs> but um, they do sell it really well. Yeah. Then yeah. so the next scene after this little encounter, um, we get to see uh, Yun Yachar, and uh, he plays Donnie's brother in the film. And this is kind of a cool scene where they're it's basically like a feat of strength kind of challenge. So uh, Yu Ping, the the brother, is um shoveling up salt at first i thought it was rice but it's salt mm-hmm. and um they've got these big bags that they have to heft onto a cart and the father's like we got to get this done really soon and you you also do kind of see that uh donnie's uh uh chando is like the the favored son and then <laughs> uh you ping's kind of like the hard working kind of uh be- beat on like brother of the two but they do still have a good relationship with each other and donnie isn't like malicious towards his brother at all he actually cares for him a lot but um right here you get a really cool scene where they have to kind of outdo each other by carrying stacks of this uh salt and they're kind of doing like these really i i mean i'm sure they don't weigh as much as they look but Mm -hmm. they still have to do like this kind of limbo underneath these ropes that's really cool yeah. yeah, and it there are no strings here. You see uh, Yun Yachor doing like this super low limbo where he's not even on like the the like hit the base of his feet. He's like moving on the sides ah. of his feet, like his ankles. So it's like yikes. And then uh, Donnie outdoes that with uh, kind of traveling across the floor doing the splits. Mm. really really cool stuff yeah like a walking splits where like mm-hmm. his back leg like is like moving his splits forward um yeah, yeah it's pretty man, amazing it's crazy and also just the pace of this movie uh it feels like the mid 80s right um mm-hmm. almost like an yeah. 80s teen comedy but yeah you're seeing like old period kung fu sets and costumes and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah, this movie moves at a crazy clip at the very beginning, like yep. like a bunch of crap's just happening in the first <laughs> 10 minutes, because uh, then right after they do that little feat of strength, then the, one of them knocks their father into the saw, and he scolds them. That kind of sets you up to know that he's the, Donnie's kind of the, the favored one of the, of the two. Yeah. So uh, now we move on to another scene, and um, this is pretty interesting, too, to me, because when you first are watching this film, 
you see the scene start up and you're like oh i kind of get what's happening here so it's out in uh the, the marketplace and there's like a bridge that's under construction so what they do is they have kind of like this makeshift bamboo bridge and there's a weight limit on it so what you see is that there's a woman that's a little uh bigger and <laughs> there's a scale here so uh, there's a weight limit that she needs to... she's also eating like corn on the cob yeah it's while <laughs> being weighed <laughs> yeah and, it's... and yeah we should say this is like i or, sorry i'm sure you're gonna get to it but yeah this is probably the most like legendary actor in the movie uh, other than other than donnie yeah so i think that this is really cool because if you're watching the film and uh as an outsider not kind of in hong kong you'd say like oh this is kind of like the token fat woman joke like here we go but this actress playing uh this character is actually lydia shum and um we've actually seen her on the podcast before um but she is like kind of like one of the biggest like pop culture television stars out of hong kong like the, going back into the 70s so um there's a variety show that was running for decades called enjoy yourself tonight and it was a variety show that would kind of host you know kind of um music acts and jokes and you know interviews and stuff and she became basically the host of that uh, show for for a long time long time so when this film came out in uh 84 um she was definitely the biggest star on camera during the film so if you're watching the film and you're kind of like oh like a fat lady joke like there's a little bit of context going on behind uh the scenes and yeah. um and, and also the character we find right. out isn't actually a throwaway character either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was, whenever is, I first yeah, watched cool. it, I was like, yeah. Oh, is this going to be a dumb joke really briefly? And then we never see her again. Cause that mm-hmm. seems a little in bad taste, but no, she actually is a, a, an interesting character throughout the rest of the movie. Sure. So the joke here is that the, you know, the bridge has a weight limit and she crosses it, but there's actually pretty cool, uh, I guess device that they use where, She's got two bags of cotton, and with the two bags, she's overweight. But if she has one bag, it's not, she can make it across. So she actually uses like martial arts to get across by tossing yeah, like one up arts, in the air. Juggling. Yeah, totally. And it does end up being kind of this goofy joke where, uh oh, like she ended up with both of them and then she falls down. But what ends up happening because of this is she encounters Donnie's character. So she goes to get some replacement clothing at a tailor and Donnie Yen had just shown up to grab some clothes too. So he's kind of manning the store while the owner gets some stuff. And this ends up kind of turning into a joke where he finds her some nice clothes that aren't quite fitting enough. But she kind of calls him out on it once things kind of start to blow up in her face. And this turns into a really cool fight between the two characters. Mm. It's was really surprising to me and i i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. this girl's got some moves too like yeah there are a lot of scenes where you see her performing the choreography mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot of doubling doubling here but um right. she's she's yeah she's taking care of what she needs to well and in the last two movies we've talked about how uh you know yun Ping and the yun clan is so good at flattering um all of the performers um and make turn you know making them into heroes in their sequences and um yeah this is a great example of that and the the bridge sequence too is it's like um 
that's a taste of the kind of like wild zany tone mm. of the movie uh and i yeah i like what you're saying um uh both of you guys that really on first blush it seems like oh is this going to be kind of in poor taste or whatever um i mean that's a matter of opinion i guess but mm-hmm. uh i don't know i think there's you're you are kind of like rooting for this character mm-hmm. um, and she's not like simply the butt of the joke she's also like yeah smart and uh aggressive and yeah kind of a a mini superhero at least in mm-hmm. this little fight scene here yeah and the choreography is great I, yeah amazing you know you're getting to see tai chi once again and they're not like explaining everything to you like right away but when you see it all the techniques that she's using is she's using her opponent's force to help her win so um i mean there's a goofy device where he like kicks her in the stomach and they do this wobbly like (laughs) bounce (laughs) which is great but the other thing that i think is really cool is that when he's thrown back from that attack he flies super far and actually there's like i think three moments in this movie where they do these kind of um, getting thrown very far by a heavy attack that look right. really cool. They look like straight out of superhero movies, and you don't. Um, they don't look like uh, wire work. It looks like it's like whatever they did is like really effective. So I like that yeah. here, and um, she ends up winning the match basically. And um, yeah, like you said, Marty, you're really rooting for her, and um, but you're also like, I I feel like you don't feel like uh donnie's character is like too much of a villain he's just like having to learn a lesson from kind of underestimating his opponent and this is like this is what's great about uh comedy like what you can do in comedy that you can't in drama uh it's not that important that you have allegiance to like one character over another um because it's like funny and silly, you can like like her and like Donnie. You can kind of like laugh at her, make fun of her, and do the same with Donnie's character. Um, it's just entertaining and weird. And uh, there's something about this sequence that, like, especially rewatching it for the pod, um, it's like, oh wow, this is like 20 years before Kung Fu Hustle, but mm-hmm. it's like pretty successfully achieving this almost like Looney Tunes kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, tone like physically and um yeah that could be said for a lot a lot of the movie i am guessing that there is some kind of wire early wire work going on with some of those poles and um, yeah and falls uh but that's also kind of cool about this particular period um you just see how daring the choreography is mm-hmm. it's as though um you know after the 20th or 30th you know, traditional Kung Fu comedy, <laughs> they're just all trying to push themselves and yeah, yeah. Um, devise situations that they, they haven't seen before. They haven't tried themselves. And you can, you can easily imagine how this will evolve to the kind of incredible wire foo of like the early nineties. Hmm. The other and, thing I wanted to really mention before we move forward is um, the music in both versions is like completely different so the original like mandarin version actually samples the beatles which is like (laughs) holy crap but it's like this like synth cover right yeah so it's actually i'm gonna say this dude's name all right so it this is actually obla di obla da so they use and it's like an electronic version the album's called the age of electronicus and it's from 1969 and the artist's name is dick hyman Ooh, that's unfortunate that's that's his name (laughs) 
Yeah, so they actually end up using two two songs from that album, and we'll see that a little bit later. And we've I've mentioned the dub, but this scene has one of my favorite lines in the dub, just because the reading's so bad. Whenever she's on the on the bridge and like bouncing around, and she's saying some random stuff, but then a pigeon flies up to her, and just the way that she says, "Oh God, a pigeon!" <laughs> <laughs> so funny gosh <laughs> yeah great. this lady i don't have her name the voice mm-hmm. actress but she's awesome and she's uh she's a voice that that you hear in other yeah great, uh, she is kung fu movies i recognized so, her which is why it's her. funny that 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 line reading was so bad because like she's <laughs> like she and even in this movie she does other stuff that's fine but just that one particular one yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so the next scene uh we see that the uh the salt boys need to make a special delivery. The and, salt boys, nice. Uh, oh, dude, new and name for the podcast. <laughs> salt boys is a good name for a podcast. I don't know for a uh, kung fu movies podcast, maybe like a competitive gaming podcast or something. Mm, oh, nice. mm-hmm. But um, they run into someone that's like on like a not a rickshaw, but like a the thing where like you're carrying the person. I don't know. That's a, kind of a weird little bit here, but. Um, but they run into the Manny Chan character, and he has a little a little posse of like fireworks people um, that are trying to shoot rockets at them. It's it's wacky, but I kind of love it. Yeah, totally. And it is like almost like a like a living cartoon. Yeah. And this will this will lead to one of the first uh, kind of like fire sequences in the movie, and. Um, yeah, this kind of goes along with uh, what we're saying about just the chances that uh, that the team's taking with the action. And um, I would say, like, the culmination of, like, the Yuan Clan fire is probably, like, the finale of Iron Monkey, maybe. <laughs> um, sure. But you get traces of that a little bit in Miracle Fighters. And then uh, Shaolin Drunkard has some incredible fire stuff, too. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like <laughs> we're not playing in this movie. Um <laughs> there's some there's some danger. Mm. You know, it's like we might not have um you know falling off a building Jackie Chan kind like kind of death defying stuff. Um but whatever trouble we can get into like on the ground, <laughs> we're kind of doing that in this mm. movie. Yeah, there's some shots that um like the the director's language the visual language of it you see you know they'll use slow-mo to emphasize certain actions and you can see if you didn't know it was dangerous you can tell that it's dangerous because of them emphasizing Mm -hmm. the danger by the camera work um where they're straight up throwing fireworks at people or they're having somebody in the middle of fireworks Mm -hmm. and um they're showering sparks all over that are causing flames so you can tell that they call it a fire banner yeah, yeah. Kind of looks like a volleyball you, net that's <laughs> fireworks. Sure. You also get a funny uh moment where uh Qingdao like he defends himself with like a lid, like a like a wicker lid and then that starts on fire and then he'll like toss it almost like Captain America at <laughs> the the guys that are you know swinging that around. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. But yeah. uh what this culminates with is uh Tasha the kind of rival troublemaker guy ends up like wrapped around in fireworks and they're gonna leave him but it's almost like you said like this looney tune situation where uh donnie's character is like oh well and he tosses the like 
igniter behind him and then it does <laughs> yeah. end up lighting the fireworks and like a wily e. coyote situation <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> the other thing i think is really cool is there's a moment where they're tossing all these fireworks like different devices at um donnie and yunyachur and one of them's like these like almost tok- tokusatsu like centipede like fireworks <laughs> that are like <laughs> totally right yeah that looks like it's straight out of like a common writer show so mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah and just seeing all these sparks is like um as the salt boys are doing their kung fu mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's awesome and it's a weirdly quiet scene too because you, oh, you're hearing true. all yeah. the fireworks going off so there's no dialogue going on yeah. no you know little noises or whatever this is a sequence that really makes you wish for a like a great transfer of this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the flashes of light, like the dynamic range or whatever, is like is pretty poor. And yeah, um, in these transfers, really both versions um don't do not look very good. Um, yep. But this is and, like kind yeah. of like I feel like we've been pretty lucky so far with a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. we've covered to yeah, find totally. good versions. Where it's like this is I think what I would more more expect out of like material like this seeing these kind of yeah you know yeah, the, no the like, good versions are the exception much more than the rule <laughs> right. yep yep so following the scene you kind of see that uh tasha's like interaction and he's he's all messed up and his father's there and he's kind of bent on revenge so in the dove version this is kind of the first time you see him mm-hmm. but actually in the mandarin version there's a scene that they cut out of the dub where donnie's father is meeting with him and it's kind of like they're trying to strong arm him out of his salt business that's not established in the dub it's not terribly yeah, necessary not so i kind of get it mm-hmm. that they took it out but and um, then there isn't yeah there's some kind of joke about like the size of his cigarette versus the size of his cigar or something yeah 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 <laughs> the yeah the one thing you will uh learn about um uh, Qingdao's father is that he's obsessed with uh his wealth and trying to become wealthy and that actually kind of falls into his death later yeah. on in the film. Yeah. Spoilers. And then so, we should say that this father character is played by uh Don Wong Tao. Um I think that's how you say it. And hmm. uh he had a couple shots at almost uh a more like leading manish kind of thing things um you know in the like late seventies um yeah, the first Secret Rivals is maybe like uh, a more oh. like uh, prominent spot, but yeah, he's uh when he does get to uh yeah get to fighting in this movie, it's that's yeah I won't get ahead of things, but that's <laughs> like that's the reason to watch this movie. I think yeah. sure. his, his fight scene with Donnie towards towards the end, but um, he's got yeah, the he's look really too. great as kind of like an ominous yeah totally that look. You know, and he's like aging up with some, you know, gray wigs and stuff. Um, yeah, I think that when you see him, even in this film, he's kind of an antagonist, but you, you, he, he has like a heroic look about him. Yeah, for real. Hmm. We get a brief scene where we see the the Salt Boys again, kind of like kind of f- further cementing the whole, you know, disparity between the two of them. But what it, uh, the important part here though is that whenever Donnie has like, he like splits this pair in half and uh, the little brother says that it's, it's a bad omen. Cause like the pits in the wrong one or something like that. I don't Yeah. Really the pits exactly in that. like his one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which then cuts to us seeing this, uh, this assassin guy who's like 
has this crazy look, like this really long hair. <laughs> this yeah. kind of so like we cut to Yunyat Chor's like real brother. Um, the star yeah. of our previous movie is now become like you know one of the more grotesque villains, and this is this is how Yun Chun Yi gets typecasted <laughs> starting from uh miracle fighters mm. and like we said uh, he's playing this this kind of role in dreadnought also um, yeah very very similar to me because you know it's this kind of mindless villain mean, that yeah. doesn't even say anything yeah so um i for me i think this scene where they show him like it's it's shot so like it's very comedic to me like it's it's perfect so they have him training this kind of ominous training uh you know putting his his hands in like um pounding nails in with pounding nails but it's almost like this almost like airplane like parody thing where it's like (laughs) yeah i was just thinking it's like a (laughs) naked gun or yeah playing like a zucker brothers thing what you find out is that he's not like doing this crazy martial arts training i mean he is but he's actually like making a rocking horse (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you don't you don't really know why yet at this point um but yeah i mean uh is great at as Yun Chin Yi was as a leading man in our last movie. Um, I, I, yeah, I just think the guy's a really effective actor. Mm-hmm. And maybe he, he maybe even lends like a little more like gravitas and heart to this role than is necessary for this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I mean, maybe even makes it like unnecessarily emotionally complicated. Yeah, that's what too. I was going to say is he, uh, we found out later that he has like a daughter that he's doing like all this work to kind of support or maybe a son. Daughter? That's... A son. Son, I believe. I, I don't it's know. It's a little whatever. But a child. Whatever you want it to be. Um, <laughs> but a, a child who he's, he's trying to support and and like he kind of legitimately becomes a kind of sympathetic, like he kind of understand where he's coming from kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie doesn't really seem to think so. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the other thing I love about um, this is one of the uh, films where Yun Chun Yi is credited with the name Armstrong Yuan. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Just, That's yeah, nuts. appears on a couple films. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, we've. I'm trying to think of some other actors where they were trying on a few different names before something mm-hmm. stuck. And then uh, Yun Yat Chor is actually credited yeah. as Simon Yuan Jr. I was about to say mm-hmm. that's, that's another one. Cool. Yeah, I think of um, I think it was Yukari Oshima that was Cynthia Luster. You can find her listed as. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, that's kind of a cool name too. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, we've got this uh, whole we've got revenge, we've got an assassin, so obviously we have to have him execute his. Uh, you know, he has to reap his reward. And I, I do like at the end of that scene, they show him looking at these wanted posters and there's actually some really nice art of these on these wanted posters. One of Donnie, one of Yun Chat Yor and um and yeah, the father. Those are great. They look awesome. I love those. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so he ends up um busting into their house. And actually we've got some ninja situation here where he actually uses like the parachute kind of glider to get in <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome really cool. and then he ends up yeah killing uh sneaking in and killing one of the people that kind of were established as like donnie's friend yeah like, like weekends film. at bernie's the dude into some kung fu 
Um, and that's where we get a little drunken boxing nod. <laughs> and I love and that too. it's awesome because the guy, like, he's doing it perfectly. It looks know? great. And I also love the dub line of the guy that gets killed. He goes, Joking eh, boxing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention, there's a Snake in the Eagle Shadow joke at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, coming at when Mandy Chan's coming at Donnie, he's like Snake mm-hmm. in the Eagle Shadow, you know, <laughs> yep. announcing his like form before yeah. he comes at him. So Yunshin Yi is the killer, uh, very easily breaks in and he finds the dad, and then the dad's actually like he's like uh, sleeping he's like a Scrooge in like a, McDonald, He really is. Man. He's like sleeping You're inside right. of like a chest that's full of like gold bars, and he's like chained <laughs> to it. And, oh, it's so silly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he ends up setting fire to the place and um you're kind of not ready for the movie to turn as quickly as it does oh, because dude, yeah. he's very successful in killing the father and uh Donnie's brother Yun Chat Yor so like it's a it's, great action sequence though. and this is where like, is. the fire is like oh man it yeah kind of shocking to watch yeah um, something the stunt like performers are like diving in and out of the fire and mhm I yeah. think of like Inframan, you know, and we'd see like oh, this yeah, crazy yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. And I think of these Hong Kong movie sets like, man, like they really let the fire get crazy in these films. Yeah, I love it. Because <laughs> it's like you see like this huge like, yeah, wall of flame and the smoke coming up. Like how how did they shoot this stuff without there being injury? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and it's, there are a few uh, things also... that I miss more in, in like there's a lot of things that CGI that does that's amazing. But man, there's you just can't beat real fire on a movie. Yeah, digital yeah, flame real. never looks like yeah. good. Like I don't. Yeah, digital flame and digital blood. Like no thanks. <laughs> Let's see some real blood. <laughs> some real fake blood. Yeah. Well, okay. So it's, it's I was brief, but it's also just awesome seeing like this brother on brother fighting. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Just yeah, how the kind of ESP that these two dudes have this is another uh sequence where there's like this very like a, a person being launched by a punch yeah, very far that, like probably looks, wire pull or whatever yeah, really yeah, cool it's awesome so yeah these guys both get killed and then it it immediately jumps to like a strongman competition played for jokes <laughs> yeah with donnie yeah, yeah totally it's a little whiplashing like, in, the, in the tone but yeah, yeah, it's like a strong man, like calligraphy. Yeah, it's like they have these. They have like two ends of like a like a. It's basically a rod that has like two calligraphy pins on each side, and they're like trying to, you know, mark each other's faces. And I love that what Donnie does is he like you don't see what he's actually doing. You just see he's like marking the other guy's face, and it cuts back to him, and he has like a tic tac toe board on it. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's awesome. that's, a, that's a fun yeah, visual gag. And we also get a fun gag where. Donnie, as the kind of strong guy, cool guy, is confronted with a huge muscle bound man as his opponent. Well, at first, so, there's like a, a like a little person mm-hmm. that walks. Up oh and he's yeah, like, that's oh, great. You ain't nothing, Tyrion or yeah. whatever. And yeah, the, which is funny because I, I was kind of hoping that he was going to do something crazy, but yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, but then this the big muscle guy is, is pretty amazing too. Um, he's played yeah. by Huang Jinwei. I didn't recognize his name and anything that he was. Oh, in, nice. But, yeah, I haven't seen him before, but the I mean, he's pretty effective here as kind of the big oaf and uh, Donnie really gets to showcase his skills. Uh, so not only does he kind of make a fool of this guy by um, 
kind of painting him to look like a panda <laughs> with these calligraphy brush. <laughs> but he also gets to showcase some really cool uh, uh, rope dart techniques where yeah, uh, yeah. you've probably seen this in martial arts uh, demonstration or in different like Kung Fu movies. But um, he's super pro at this. And actually, I mean, we should mention that he's like a Wushu champion also. So like, you know, shortly in the years before being a star, he actually competed similar to, I would say, like Jet Li. So he's kind of known for that as well. Right. And seeing his technique here, it's excellent. And actually, I again, we'd have to mention that his mother is a grandmaster in Taiji Chuan. So um, rope darts actually one of the uh, weapons that are uh, used like in demonstration for Taiji. I think, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit in the intermission, but um, Taiji is kind of known for like, old people in the park but it's actually a martial art <laughs> right well and so you all, get to see the way a bit that here. they shoot all the uh and execute all the rope dart stuff it's like mm -hmm. it's it's amazing because you're seeing a lot of it in camera and it's yeah. like uh there's uh some shots where it's almost coming like right at the lens and then mm -hmm. somewhere it's like right at his face there's also a really amazing shot kind of rare for a movie of this period um where there's the uh that uh slow motion technique i think it's called like speed ramping where it starts at one frame rate um and then it's like it it like moves into slow motion in the same shot yeah um, yeah oh, doing cool. these flips and yeah i mean for i i don't think the budget was super huge uh for drunken tai chi um but yeah for an independent movie they're really getting getting amazing like bang for bang for mm -hmm. the buck so some great slow motion sequences and um yeah, just great production value in general. And there's even, this isn't even like a third of the way through the movie, and there's a freeze frame at the end of it. Because, like, he, <laughs> right. he beats this big guy, and the crowd's literally, like, lifting him up in the air and tossing him, and freeze frames <laughs> on his face, and does, like, a little wipe, a little Star Wars wipe. Yeah, the scene. <laughs> yeah. And then he yeah. finds out and that they... his family's dead. <laughs> yeah, they right. rip you right back into the movie. <laughs> It's likely this scene was just shot independent of anything. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, is this a sequence that's placed in a different spot in the Taiwanese cut? No, it's it actually is the same. It's like a little it's the director's bit following. Vision. Yeah, following <laughs> yeah. this, there's a little bit of changes that I can talk about. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, after this scene, you kind of in the dub you see the kind of sympathetic side of Yun Shenyi's killer who they they barely mention a name for in the film so he has a child that's at like the uh, daycare and he brings him that uh rocking horse and he's kind of being bullied by uh his classmates and um he actually kind of wins him over yeah so that's i think cute. this is the best like uh directed and acted scene in the movie as far as like just like yeah legit feels and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like heart and everything and it's there's something about how kind of brutal the kids are to each other that's actually super real and you're mm -hmm. not so used to seeing it on camera um but i also like that there's this this idea that um kids are so kind of like f flexible and they can also change their mind really quick mm -hmm. and the kids that were antagonizing this boy kind of can come back around too and um, and yeah, it's, you really sort of feel for the Yun Chun Yi character. I also like the hat and just like he has kind of two outfits. There's yeah. one when he's ready to kill people and then <laughs> um, one where he kind of goes out in public. 
the kill people outfit, it isn't a disguise because later in the movie, uh, when Donnie sees him right away, he's like, oh, yeah, you. I don't know you. Um, <laughs> right. But I'm not. And it doesn't seem like it really lends itself to fighting either, but it's Mm-mm. it's almost like it's, a yeah, super villain costume or something. Yeah, it's kind of got like this Mongolian flair to it. And I almost think now that you're mentioning it, his like civilian outfit almost seems like a disguise because he's got oh, these yeah, gloves like on and his like whole body's covered by like kind of a long um long like tailed shirt and actually he's got almost like this operatic eyeshadow like this red oh, yeah, eyeshadow you know and um yeah so he like we said he's mute so he doesn't say anything but he actually emotes really well the acting in the scene is when well, in the dub, really they effective. give him like ghostly dialogue. <laughs> yeah, uh, is, yeah, that's remember. right. Is that in the Taiwanese version? Um, no, no. Uh, there are you actually hear him saying stuff, but it's kind of like very basic. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. So even though like they say he's a mute in the dub version, um, he's not so much in the. He almost seemed like he's kind of a, like maybe more simple minded person in the original there, version. It, there's definitely some simple Jack vibes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah some oscar baiting yeah. stuff yep it works i think uh and then we need to yeah there's still another yun brother we need to meet <laughs> in the movie yeah. Um, yeah and that's where we oh we kind of um skipped over donnie's uh dramatic acting when he finds out um <laughs> that his brother and his dad are dead um i i mean i uh we love donnie he's awesome and he's clearly trying hard there's something though like funny about it, right? Or is it just me? Yeah, like, am I he's like hearted or something? Pounding the ground overly yeah. dramatically. It's uh, yeah, pretty hammy. Mm-hmm. It's great though. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then we cut to uh, this cool kind of uh, courtyard scene, and there's this puppet show going on. Um, and because it's a Yun Clan film, it's not just any puppet show. Mm-hmm. It's like the puppets themselves are doing kung fu and like sheathing a sword. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And then you see that, that this is all being puppeted by a character played by uh, Yun Cheng Yan, and he wears this kind of exact getup in a few films. <laughs> uh, some of the movies we mentioned, like Miracle Fighters, Shaolin Drunkard, yeah. Taoist Drunkard. Um, so this is kind of sort of a stock character at this point. He does some kind of puppet Kung Fu, which we've, I have, we kind of have seen puppet Kung Fu a little bit in the past, but this is definitely more like straight up. It's almost like each one of the puppets has their own like special ability that he's using. Yeah. Like one's like a <laughs> propeller thing. One's like shoots like oil or something out. One shoots fire, uh, before he reveals just his, his, just his normal Kung Fu. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool. You do feel like he's uh, channeling his late father, in yeah, and just kind so of he's a, a he's a he's a biological Yuan. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've talked um, about in the past that there's the the biological Yuans who are the children of uh, Simon Yuan. Yeah, the totally. Master. So yeah, so Brandy Yuan, who we don't see on screen in this movie, but supposedly uh, co-wrote the movie. Um, he's that uh, non-biological Yuan mm-hmm. of the Yuan clan, but. Um, Yun Yat Chor and Yun Chun Yi and Yun Chung Yan and Yun Wu Ping, they're all biological mm-hmm. uh, sons of um, of Simon. Yeah. So if you wanted to argue for the drunken Tai Chi <laughs> title of this film, this would be the most effective mm-hmm. argument because right. um, you've got like these rival street performers that are upset with him stealing their audience and they all attack him and 
when he leaps out of the stage and actually faces them, the first thing he does is uh, take a swig of his gourd. And um, I think it's kind of crazy. He does the, like these super like almost video game like <laughs> super attacks. There's one where he just yeah. like spins in midair like in a rotation and knocks all three opponents away like something out of like Streets of Rage or Final Fight. And then the other attack that he does is he kind of leans back and swings his whole body at his opponents and that knocks them all down. So I I think it's just a very short sequence but it looks really stylish and really cool. And then I the I love here he follows it up with his final puppet and he calls him alibaba and <laughs> yeah. um he's got it's basically like a rock'em sock'em <laughs> puppeteer situation <laughs> and he boxes all of these opponents using the puppet it's great and then and then isn't there a music drop um like a- yeah so in the dub version it's not there but in the um the original language version there's actually a song that's referring to alibaba and it's actually a german like disco group called papillon oh i guess this single was pretty popular in japan at the time and um the um the song is actually a cover of that by a chinese artist named peter chen and the song's called 1001 nights alibaba so it it's pretty great yeah and they they kind of just use like an instrumental version of the cover but i was able to source that song there's oh actually a lot of different like if you're looking for these little details there's a lot to pull from in this film (laughs) then donnie comes in and he he sees him the the old man beating up all these other street performers and kind of gets the feeling that they're beating up him and and hops into the quote-unquote rescue right uh, and ends up just messing up the his whole setup and the puppets and everything yeah from this point in the film donnie's character um kind of reveals how useless he is yeah um and it's it's really kind of cool that we're exploring this uh it was clear that he was like this spoiled uh favored uh rich kid um but now with his father and brother gone, it's uh, we're not focusing on all the things he does well, but it's really basic things that he just really struggles at. Um, so, yeah, he makes such a mess of things and he doesn't have any money to uh, pay for the destruction of the puppet theater. Um, so he basically offers, uh, you know, hard labor or something um, for this dude who then takes him back to his house, which this feels kind of like... Um, yeah, if the house from Drunken Master and Dance the Drunk Mantis is like an NES, this is like a SNES. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> it's like it's like it's a like, little this bit is like better. like the sixteen bit like version of that shed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's that. a little bit bigger, a little bit nicer, but it's still but very kind very of fenced similar. in yard and yeah. So now I think we enter the kind of what people are hoping to see more of in this film, and uh, we're gonna see some uh, Tai Chi now finally so with that you know donnie yen as you know the unbecoming student has to learn and uh before we get into that i was hoping we could do the intermission does that sound good to you guys yeah that sounds great yeah sounds good to me hello i'm david carradine i'd like to show you a secret that will keep your body looking young that will sharpen your mind that will make stress disappear the secret that's helped me do all that and more the secret of Tai Chi and Kung Fu. Okay, so here we are, intermission again. Um, 
I haven't been getting any feedback if people like this or not, but I'm going to keep doing it, I guess, right? (laughs) We like it. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I wanted to do a little homework on Tai Chi. So uh, I made my little report and got my little fun stuff. So um, yeah, this movie, obviously Drunken Tai Chi. So we're going to talk a little bit about the style called Tai Chi Chuan. So Tai Chi Chuan or Tai Chi as I think most Westerners know it, is an internal martial art. So um, it kind of focuses on the balance of yin and yang, and they go into this a little bit in the movie. So you're using your opponent's energy to kind of contribute to your own force in a fight. And Tai Chi is a term that actually refers to the flux of yin and yang as like kind of a cosmic concept (laughs) and chuan means fist so taiji chuan so um i'd say that it's kind of a combination of philosophy martial arts and like medicinal exercise there are actually five major schools of uh taiji and the oldest is the chen style so most variations on Taiji Chuan trace back to the Chen style founded by Chen Wanting. He was a Ming dynasty general from the 17th century. And through this lineage, uh, the first practitioner outside of the Chen family was taught, and his name is Yang Luchan. So Yang the Invincible is what he became known as. <laughs> and he actually refined Taiji Chuan and There's helped. There's some great movies that kind of immortalize. Him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, helped. He helped like uh, sow the seeds of Tai Chi into the world. So um, Chen and Yang are the largest schools of Taiji Chuan, followed by the Wu Hao, the Wu, and the Sun styles. Um, and again... Nice. As we're getting into these different martial arts, uh, we have a situation where the legend and the history really blur together. <laughs> so um, it's kind of nice. fun to kind of I, every, you know, martial arts in a lot of ways, a very spiritual thing and uh, almost like similar to like a religious thing. So like your beliefs kind of kind of you have to find those truths when, within yourself, right? Based on how uh, you're experiencing this. So um Taiji has roots in Taoist philosophy, and uh, some say that the practice of Tai Chi was was developed by a character named Zhang Sanfeng in the 12th century. So this is like going back way further. And actually, uh, Samuel portrayed Zhang Sanfeng in Kung Fu Cult Master movie. We, oh, we, cool! I mean, movie oh, right. that I love. And uh, yeah, and um, but there's actually like conflicting information about the truths here. So. Um, some people propose that the connection to Zhang is actually like um almost like a political thing. Um, but oh, there's a it is a lot of times yeah. in in China a lot of the legendary sure large the legendary heroes just happen to also really support the government. You know. Yeah, yeah, and the actually I read a thing saying that the connections between him and Tai Chi like didn't really show up until like 19th century. So like ah, uh, interesting. He, you know like whatever so um but there's a fun story about Zhang observing a bird attacking a snake and that the snake's movements uh and him like the snake won against the bird the snake's movement actually inspired Zhang to create 72 taiji chuan movements i think I always love like hearing these types of stories. I was going to say, I love, and there's a lot of this in these Chinese martial arts where it's like, oh, these are the 15 different things. Here are the 35 mm-hmm. different, you know, like the, right. like the 36 chambers, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. 
And I think I remember reading that there were over 100, I think 108 movements um, stemming from the Chen style that were refined and cut down into like kind of more efficient movements in Tai Chi. So um, that's interesting because 108 is like a almost like a sacred but like auspicious number in Hinduism. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool thinking about that, you know, going back into the history of martial arts and like journey to the West, you know, Indian culture and Asian culture and the mixing of all of that to become martial arts is really cool to me. Yeah, for sure. Um. So, okay. But I think in the modern day, I think most people that hear Tai Chi, like I said before, picture old people yeah, practicing yeah. <laughs> like slowly in the park and uh, Tai Chi in popular modern culture can, I think in a lot of ways, here we go again, uh, can be compared to yoga. Like, so it's like this Zen-like exercise that's kind of accessible to many different people and many different ages, many different body types. So um, it's slow movements have actually been reported to like help the elderly stay in shape. So I think that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wanted to kind of just pull some Tai Chi from movies that we might know. So um in Shaolin soccer, one of uh, the main characters, Mui, she's the baker. She practices Tai Chi. And then stemming from that in Kung Fu Hustle, Yun Hua, his character, he's like the yeah. the bendy landlord. He practices Tai Chi. Um, let's see. Uh, Carter Wong, we talked about Born Invincible. Like the what makes him invincible in Born Invincible is Tai Chi. And actually, in Tai Chi Master, Yung Wu Ping, uh, the Jet Li film from 93, um, Jet Li yeah, is classic. playing that Zhang Song Feng as well. Very cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, and also really quick, of course, I got to do fighting game stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I saw there's actually not as many Tai Chi practitioners in fighting games that I thought there would be. And um, I actually saw somewhere that they said that chun li practices tai chi but i don't i've never actually oh, seen chun li listed like to a specific art i think usually they just say like chinese kempo mm. you do so see like, ladies doing like spinning star kicks in the park <laughs> oh yeah like of course <laughs> um there's a character named lei fang who um aesthetically is very similar to chun li in dead or alive and i've seen that like her described as practicing tai chi but um, let's see what else. Um, in Avatar, yeah, the last I was just Airbender, about to say waterbending's Tai Chi. Yeah, waterbending yeah, is Tai Chi, and actually, um, airbending is Bagua Tran. So that's they're they're actually kind of similar these two arts. So it's kind of cool seeing that they they're you know so closely related in Avatar. Um, yeah, so there's a little bit of stuff about Tai Chi. Maybe people learned Dude, some stuff. Awesome. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well let's get back into the goofy fun times of this movie <laughs> we can show you the way to a whole new world of inner fitness and peace won't you join us to order your Tai Chi video use your credit card and call 1-800-733-4100 or send just $49.99 plus $4 shipping and handling to Tai Chi Department 76 Box 1322 Buffalo New York so Donnie has to kind of repay his his debt for destroying the this he's only known as like the puppeteer right he doesn't get like a proper name yeah. in the movie um I didn't see a name but yeah or like husband yeah. or yeah or mm -hmm. uncle yeah yeah he calls him uncle in the in the dub but he uh, he has to go and pay off his debt. And I love that one of the first things that you see in 
their house is like this drawing of the couple of the, the <laughs> uh, she's credited as fatty in the movie. I'm not just calling her fat, but yeah. um, fatty and, and the puppeteer and he's like, the puppeteer is all like really like shriveled up and, and small. And she's like <laughs> yeah. sitting in a big chair, like domineering and stuff. It's really funny. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we- this this you're talking about uh music drops in this very first scene he's uh trying to donian's proving that he doesn't know how to sweep and as he's like knocking stuff over and breaking pots and everything it's definitely i'm almost positive it's heartache tonight by the eagles that's playing in the background of the dub you gotta pick this up with your fingers hey someone on the table oh okay It's like it's oh, like nice. the oh, it's dude, like nice the catch. solo from it, so like you can't hear the you know your vocals, but but it was just so weird hearing that because that's just <laughs> such a wild pull. Yeah, that's that's crazy. How daring were these people yeah. in both versions of the film? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of cool seeing. Um, I guess it's almost like the legacy of some of the music drops from uh, Snake and Drunken Master are kind of just. <laughs> taken to the next level um Mm -hmm. but in some ways i think they really fit the weird um like yeah airplane naked (laughs) gunish tone of the movie um and it's yeah awesome oh yeah also um i love the uh the cotton mill or whatever um sure yeah the cotton fluffing technique yeah cotton fluffing technique that Mm -hmm. um the matron of the house is is using um and yeah, just their, this whole environment is really cool. It kind of reminds me of the, um, it's not as dramatic, but that kind of halfway point in Prodigal Son when you cut to this like simple house that Samo lives in as the calligrapher. Um, it's just this kind of break in the action and like just moving to this like more domestic life story. It's, yeah, it's kind of nice. But yeah, um, as we said, Donnie's pretty incompetent at most like household <laughs> tasks. And so he's trying to sweep, but he's just getting like dirt and dust everywhere. Um, but I like there's a great moment where he's like, yeah, but I could fight with the broom. And then he starts <laughs> doing some broom forms and they're like amazing. Uh, but he kind of, he sort of tricks his way into being waited on by the uncle. <laughs> um and so we get to see Yun Chung Yan doing some like kung fu sweeping, and this is amazing. Um, some gifable stuff here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Donnie has this very couple of cool shots of him like just chilling back in a in a chair, smoking. And I think what one of my favorite stunts is just whenever he's in the chair and he like hops up on like his arms with his legs sticking straight up while he's uh, defending yeah. against this broom. Oh man, it's amazing stuff. Yeah, for real. The one thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, they show the segment of uh, Fatty kind of doing her cotton work and um, the training sequence of her and Donnie doing that. And the dub gets pushed way like to the back of the movie in Ah. the original language version. It shows up right around this area and it's extended too. there's a little bit more that they don't use in the dub but i i kind of feel like maybe they pushed it to the back in the dub because in the sequence when they're training she reveals that she's like a tai chi master and um maybe they wanted to 
feel like in the dub yeah. they should save that towards the end of the mm-hmm. film. Whereas I think it, this... yeah, I think it works in the dub. Um, yeah, but that's in that's interesting. There, yeah, that is a fun beat when she's sort of revealed, and um, Yun Ching Yan is like apologizing and he's sort of groveling to her, and it's like a mistaken, I, yeah, look mm-hmm. thing, and Donnie thinks he's talking to him, and uh, yeah. also just the shot when bo- uh, both. Uh, she and Donnie have like this shocked look on their face. That's, that's another great game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, I don't know. This is like a sweet Kung Fu couple. Um, and yeah, we have this kind of cool uh, makeshift family here with, um, right. With Donnie. So yeah, it's a kind of a makeshift family because we find out that the the couple have never had kids and they kind of wanted kids. So it's, <laughs> Uh, Fatty says that it's basically her her last shot to get a kid is by going and buying <laughs> what she calls a fertility candle, and buying the buying her husband an aphrodisiac, and he the the scene of him like drinking it it's like it's like a messed up Popeye kind of thing like he drinks it and, <laughs> yeah, like his big old muscles sexual and, Popeye. and like you see this yeah, very I like that quick the way they depicted is with like strength rather than. Like it's not physicalized mm-hmm. sexually. You do I guess. you very briefly. It kind of looks like you see like a big old boner just kind of pop out for like just oh, a half man. a second, it's... but it cuts away. Oh man! But it's boner silhouette. Boner silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, forgot about that. They do. But yeah, use he's the like Popeye help. theme. It's like he's in agony from this aphrodisiac. Yeah. He's like, I've got to go now. Yeah. And yeah. He, he's like even burning like humping up. the wall. He is. Yeah. He's like a dog, and he's like yeah. hopping all around and. <laughs> Like doubled over and it's like trying to restrain himself, but yeah, uh, if Do- if Donnie already hasn't been like hopeless enough um, with sweeping and dumping out water and and all kinds of stuff, he blew out the candle like as soon as he mm-hmm. saw it. It's like, oh, why is this lit? <laughs> it's like, idiot. Um, so yeah, so she's really upset. Um, Yun Ching Yan ends up like pouring w- water over himself. Yeah, I guess I think, to, to, to kind of calm down, right? Yeah, to yeah, yeah, the yeah. Spell. And then we have a great like Donnie feeling useless, just like running away <laughs> into into nothing. And this is uh, this would be just great. <laughs> just going man. nuts in the water for twenty twenty. We need these. Like <laughs> he runs across this like this awesome bridge, and mm-hmm. then um, he like runs all the way to like the ocean shore, seemingly. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, just kicking sand and. This is that great sweet spot of Donnie's working really hard mm-hmm. with the acting here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's funny and cool and awesome. I was actually able to locate that bridge. So I think really? that, the, yeah, they filmed a lot That's of this awesome. in Taiwan. So this is actually a place called uh, Aimei River. And that's the Aimei Bridge in Taiwan. It's actually in the Sinchu County. So um, I... I was pretty successful in finding that and you can i can link to some photos of it now and you can see it's the same exact bridge but the river looks a lot fuller than it does in this film yeah oh it might have been like a dry season whenever this Mm -hmm. was being filmed and actually yeah marty that you were talking about you were thinking this is the taiwanese uh version like maybe that leans towards your suspicion so i think you might be right yeah i know i guess it would make sense that things might be cut to kind of even like show Taiwan in a different light or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a little more of the assassin and the H the Hong Kong movie database credits him as iron steel. Is that what he's called in the, yeah. cause I don't remember him um, calling them, them that in the dub. 
Unless I missed it. The only thing they say in the dub is killer bird. Killer bird. Yeah. And in the Chinese, I mean, in the uh, original language version, the kid calls his dad Tie Wujing. And actually, there's like kind of, I kind of grabbed it based on the context, but Donnie's reaction kind of leads me to believe that Wuching meant something like heartless. Um, but uh, I didn't see any like iron, like or steel or anything in the film, so I don't know. Um, but that that you... also could be like what's in the Cantonese version, which is like seemingly yeah. in- inaccessible. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think yeah. it might be on like a VCD somewhere that's like way out of print. Um, <laughs> a VCD, wow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I know like the the follow up um, film with a lot of the same crew, uh, mismatched couples. That was only ever available in VCD for a, a long time. Yeah, still pretty hard to track down. Yeah, totally. I actually have that VCD. Oh, it's cool. cool but... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we've got this scene where um, the killer and his son are out in the market, and he goes to buy him something, and some kind of shady individuals decide to kidnap the kid, and this leads to uh, Qingdao, like finding them and saving the kid. Out of his With kind like of a sense kung fu of, skateboard, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, we've got like some Marty McFly chasing yeah. <laughs> Biff situation. And um uh it's actually yeah, it pans out really cool and there's some kind of gimmicks with like a kind of a magic box with a puppet in it, but um he ends up whooping these dudes up and saving the kid and taking them back to the nursery and um it's funny you'd think that normally this would be kind of like the villain the potential villain and the potential hero kind of having some kind of complicated mm-hmm. understanding about each other but <laughs> yun shen yi's character is just like oh that's the dude i gotta yeah. kill even yeah. though he saved his kid <laughs> like it's almost like uh, the audience is like so ahead of it i think that you mm-hmm. kind of you tell that story in your mind um <laughs> and you maybe don't need it to play I, I, who knows i might just be just fine <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, I mean, you do get the sense that Yun Shin Yi's character is like haunted and conflicted and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when he realizes this guy is the last person on his hit list, uh, we get another great cut to the um, that drawing. Um, and I yeah, love yeah. how they've they've positioned um, Donnie in the same like part of the frame mm-hmm. as that shot with the drawing, and so it's like really cool back and forth. Yeah, for for shot. all the weird, not great editing in this, that's a really well edited. Uh, a shot right mm-hmm. there yeah. yeah totally also i love in the sequence where he's saving the little boy there's he's like having this like heart-to-heart conversation while every few seconds beating up the guys as they come like they come <laughs> yeah back to consciousness or whatever that's yeah that's super fun yeah following this there's a little scene where uh the husband and the wife kind of have a little argument and he actually ends up standing up against her because he always can tell that she kind of holds like the power in the relationship. So yeah, he stands up to her. Up to, it's like to have like a guy power moment. Yeah. yeah. Somehow, like root for it's like, yeah, stand up to that one. Yeah. Very, yeah it's kind of, it's pretty funny. It's a little, little toxic masculinity thrown in there, but <laughs> it's, it's fine. But it's, I think it's there pretty is this funny. cultural difference too, where it's like, she's a force to be reckoned yeah. with. And it's like, you know, it's, she clearly like dominates the house mm-hmm. um so yeah a little weird for for western viewers probably yeah. but um yeah all the scenes with with these two are just super fun yeah yeah they have amazing and, chemistry 
Yeah. Yeah, it's got like this sitcom energy to it. Oh, oh, I love that totally. Mm -hmm. Um, for some reason, the original version and the dub version they flip these two scenes, so they're reversed. Oh, so So, it's just um, he he sees Donnie and then immediately chases him down. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it like kind of spaces that out in the dub version. Gotcha. So yeah, the next scene following. Yeah, I actually this... do suspect that the dub cut is the original cut. Um, but that the, or, I guess original meaning Hong Kong cut. Mm. But um, yeah, it's really interesting. I'd love to learn more about that. But yeah, it's super interesting that just like the scenes being shuffled. Yeah, who knows? Or like were the were the two cuts delivered at different different times, and there's, mm-hmm. there's just some kind of random choices there. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, right. interesting. So following this, we have the encounter between the killer and Qingdao. And this is kind of like, this is one of the things that totally reminded me of Dreadnought because it's like Donnie's basically acting like Mousy, you know, even though he's, oh yeah, uh, you know, a martial artist and pretty um, skilled in his own right. Most of this is him running away in fear and it's kind of comedic yeah. in ways. And it's totally like reminding me of uh, Yun Biu as Mousy and Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Yeah, similar like amazing action star that's like running away. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it seems like maybe he's kind of lost his mojo. Um, although you'd think he'd get it back from saving the kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's fine. And yeah. it's and it's it, funny. And just seeing these locations are all like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's this. They make use of that footbridge with this hilarious. Yeah, like, there's like a hamster thing. ball thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like totally like Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones vibes, where he's all of a sudden being chased by this huge object, and you see that it's Yunshun Yi rolling yeah. <laughs> around in this like hamster wheel chasing. Yeah, they've him. combined like raiders and temple into yeah. like one sequence. It's awesome and this is another instance where i would love to know which is the real version because there are scenes in the dub like the whole like kind of wading through the water and him hiding which also gives me dreadnought vibes like uh, you know mousy hiding in the barrel with like kind of a you know breathing tube um that's not in the uh the chinese version that i watched and like they have him being chased away and everything, but it doesn't include all of these river scenes. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's really weird. Yeah. It's really weird. But this is a um, really this is a cool kind of scene because seeing like it's almost like a. I mean, it's it's sillier than this, but it's almost like a horror movie because like mm-hmm. you know that if the the ki- what killer bird, so you said killer bird. If yeah, he yeah. if he we can just call him that. That's yeah. fine. You know, if he catches him, he's like he doesn't have a chance. Uh, yeah. So he's like, oh, man, there's that him. one shot where he thinks he sees the like um, kind of bamboo snorkel or whatever, yeah. and he lifts it up and he stabs it into the water, and you, you see, see blood, blood, and then you realize it's just a fish. A fish. Oh man, and that gets <laughs> it. I love that because that simultaneously is like a cool kind of horror moment, but also it's kind of funny because he just catches yeah, a fish. Funny. There's yeah. also a great uh, spot where uh, Donnie gets up for some air and then sees that Yun Chun Yi is behind him. And so he has to like resubmerge, but he has to do it like really smoothly and quietly to not make any ripple in the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. That'd be a cool gift too. Mm-hmm. Oh, another great gift right after this one. He's trying to paddle yeah. away on the raft. And he's just getting pulled backwards. <laughs> he's getting pulled back. That is. <laughs> that's, that's 2020. Also. Yeah. Let's say you're talking about, 
<laughs> as the kids say, that's a mood. Just paddling yeah, as hard as you can away up. and just getting pulled back. Yeah. Ugh. So he does uh, end up escaping. And um, like I said, with these differences here, the scene of him arriving back at home, it it's completely different in both versions. And actually in the dub version, if you're looking at it pretty closely, you can see that Lydia is doubled uh for a lot of this and i almost feel right. like this is like maybe evidence that these are like reshoots because her being a huge star maybe she wasn't available mm. to shoot extra scenes but it's yeah it's really interesting and yeah when you look when you're looking for it you notice it pretty obviously and i love that it start when it starts off the first thing you see is it's that same kind of style of painting that we saw before but the roles are oh. reversed yeah, yeah. Which I love that because that funny. insinuates that they either just had that ready and waiting <laughs> or they got someone to, to draw it up in the right. intervening days. But yeah, it is almost like an airplane or like... Yeah, it's it's very goofy like that. Thing. I love it. Yeah. But it's great because then Donnie's character kind of overhears overhears the couple and they're talking about how much they miss him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah this is great i like when they're so happy he's back and then lydia just like slaps him <laughs> yeah kind of for no reason just yeah. really good so he he fesses up that he's was on the run and he almost lost he's kind of uh having some bravado about it but this kind of determines the two parents that um they need to teach him uh you know, some new skills to get to be mm-hmm. able to defeat this opponent. And actually, it's funny, the dub doesn't even mention Tai Chi here. Um, the original language version. I think says, Donnie's character it, does say it once. At, yeah. Um, but yeah, and the Yun Ching Yan doesn't. Right here when, you know, he's like, I'm going to teach you Tai Chi in the original version. I think he, in the dub version, he mentions soft style, which does represent uh, Tai Chi. So, uh now we're finally going to get to see what, you know, our, our training sequences in this film. Yeah, pre- pretty late in the movie, but um, I do like that we're really invested in um, Uncle and Fatty um, by this time. So it's, mm-hmm. um, and we're not having kind of what we experienced in the last movie where our, uh, training kind of comes at the hand of like a brand new mm third act character or whatever yeah yeah he's he's showing him the kind of the way of tai chi and uh donian's character is very like he's all about strength and like overcoming everything with with power yeah. and he's just it's like haven't you seen these biceps yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's trying to like they're trying to instill in him the importance of like being gentle and like going literally going with the flow and like shows him uh She's the the puppeteer master guy holding up like a bird and like letting the bird float up and down and that's really cool yeah yeah I and think I also that's like awesome. the co- that the cotton actually like comes into yeah play, yeah um, they make so he's like yeah can you punch this cotton into and of course he can mm-hmm. um uh again I feel like yeah Yun Chun Yan is is channeling Simon in a really cool way um mm-hmm. some of this stuff and they have a he has a top that has a yin yang symbol on the top. Which is oh yeah that's that's really it's it's huge it's like you know like two feet tall or something and also he has a yin yang basketball that we see a little bit later oh man that's yeah great. there's there yeah, are the a couple of these I almost think of like double dare physical yeah. challenges <laughs> <laughs> like it's like this yin yang yeah. like tai chi physical challenge training you've got all these huge contraptions that are set up to teach them skills and it's like 
where are you keeping all of these guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is all this? And this is like I was saying. So if you're watching the dub version, this is where they insert that uh, cotton fluffing training. So you see this kind of traditional Chinese technique of kind of using this long string where you're plucking it against the cotton to help fluff it up. And um, this is also a moment where Fatty teaches Qingdao like that you have to be gentle mm -hmm. to be effective. And um, I think it works in the dub pushing it back to this moment because you kind of get the realization. Like the yeah. Them, like training him. Yeah. yeah, he's being trained not yeah, just I, by the, the uncle, but also by Lady Shum's character. Yeah, it's great. And there's this really cool, it's just, it's really well shot uh, bit where he unleashes like a bunch of birds inside and is trying to get yeah. Donnie to, to catch one. And of course he's like trying super hard and like swing really hard and like I feel like he's knocking these birds around a little bit, which I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's not as bad as that poor chicken. It is not as bad as seeing a Duran version. Yeah. <laughs> oh or yeah, or another yeah, other movies. There's not a spooky encounters chicken getting beheaded on screen, but <laughs> it's gonna be hard to beat and that then, uh, i kind of hope we never do yeah 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 let's not <laughs> they they do this other training where we have like a big yin yang ball and it's um a moment where the puppeteer is basically teaching him the pushing hands which is a tai chi yeah. technique that's kind of like this uh form of training that's actually turned into kind of like a compet competitive sport or um it's almost like sumo wrestling, but you're you're moving in one like movement, trying to push your opponent back, and they're using the ball here as almost like, uh, you know, a form like a like a venue to transfer the energy from each other, and they turn it into this little basketball game. Mm -hmm. So that's that's pretty yeah. cool to see. And then like the final like physical challenge that we see <laughs> is another big yin yang wheel, but he's basically tied up behind it so he has to use his like his kind like of senses basically senses. or just yeah. be like kind of sensitive in general to mm -hmm. the air and space and like movement around him and mm -hmm. it's cool this actually sets up something neat in the final yeah. fight uh in general um looking at the whole training portion of the movie at a glance um it serves the same sort of purpose, like the Kung Fu comedies of the seventies and eighties, but it's clearly of such a different style. Like the devices, these all feel like eighties comedy kind of, mm -hmm. um, but again, just situated in, um, yeah, period <laughs> Kung Fu. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of cool contrasting, um, this montage with our last two films and, um, yeah, the the devices themselves are just so different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So finally, we have our trained student, mm -hmm. and he showcases his skills a little bit by um, retrying that whole bird sequence, and he's pretty successful, and he's able to keep the bird in his palm without it uh, lifting off. We get a brief scene where we see this kind of messenger guy running up to the to the dad of Tasha that we saw earlier in the movie saying that basically that Donnie's character is still alive. And one of my favorite dub lines, uh, the dad says here, says, Send that killer out there. Kill him. <laughs> so good. Oh, awesome. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you find out from this scene is, yeah, one, 
they find out where he where Donnie's character is and two they're gonna have like a birthday party so they need entertainment <laughs> so uh the servant runs out to find entertainment and he chooses the puppeteer so now we've got these characters converging and this will lead us to the finale of the film and our, yeah puppeteer's kind of stressed out about the about the gig but then donnie agrees to help and come time of the show he ends up kind of coming out of this like uh i think it's like the yeah the puppeteering case or whatever and he's like made up as though he himself is a puppet and so this is a pretty cool sequence to like see oh i think donnie, it's oh yeah it's yeah, great donnie like because yeah behave this way and this is also where uh i imagine this is like inspired by donnie himself yeah because he was into break dancing mm-hmm. and stuff uh back in boston and so we get like kind of a quasi kung fu break dancing here mm-hmm. but oh dude the way that we explore break dancing and mismatched couples that's like that's heaven hmm. can't wait to oh get yeah to that movie someday but this um, is definitely this is, a this teaser is an for awesome that. sequence and then it's two different music drops in the different versions right <laughs> yeah yeah i was able to find them both so i immediately recognized uh tequila in the dub version it's like a since 80s version of it tequila yeah yeah it's great it's actually uh, a cover of the champs tequila by an artist named bo boss and that came out in 1982 so um i was like okay so the dub version still used the familiar track Uh, i wonder what the uh, chinese version uses and actually it's like a Chinese version of Irene Cara's flash dance, What a Feeling, <laughs> from 1983. And it was like, whoa, I'm sure whoever the American like editor was, was like, yeah, we can't use that. <laughs> we got to change it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the biggest songs of the decade. <laughs> and especially 1984. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like the whole kind of um, how he's, kind of giving it to the dad where he's kind of insulting him and but then complimenting him right after that so he's getting away with insulting him over and over during the performance Mm -hmm. that's really funny it was i know we've um so far in the episode we've dropped a couple of uh uh, audio bits from the movie but the audio is really bad quality like it's 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 pretty Mm -hmm. rough and so like i got what they were doing in this part but i couldn't like like I didn't want to have to listen to the same lines like three times over to understand what they were saying right. in this little bit mm-hmm. with the, the insults. Yeah, and it seems like they're pulling from at least two sources in the dub version because it'll go from like really hissy, almost unintelligible to like slightly better sounding mm-hmm. and then, yeah, back and forth. So, um, yeah, not sure really what's uh, what's going on here. But again, yeah, I do sus- – uh, they don't have hard evidence, but just knowing the way that most of these dubs worked, the the dub team themselves isn't really making any soundtrack changes. And so I'm guessing the music changes, yes, reflect the difference between the Hong Kong and the, the Taiwanese cuts. But um, mm. uh, so, yeah, at any rate, it's really kind of sort of interesting and strange. And yeah, it does, yeah, you just wonder, uh, be great to get more info on the production of the movie. Like was was it cut in Taiwan first? Like why, while they were kind of there and then were some of these reshoots even maybe even done in Hong Kong or something? I mean, who, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, who knows? So following this little encounter, uh, Ching does like walking around and he actually ends up hearing uh, Tasha 
and he's kind of calling out to him so he kind of spies on him but then he realizes that uh tasha hasn't recovered from those injuries from the fireworks uh, situation so he's like uh like mentally has like suffered a lot because of this and he's like a child and um so he's kind of eavesdropping and then his father comes in and is kind of handling like this kind of like panic attack that he's dealing with and um he reveals that he was the one that set to kill like his family and then this has uh ching doll like revealing himself so now we get basically what i feel like could be the end of the film and if it was handled in a different way because he's kind of the focus of all of the problems for ching doll and it's but um it's like fine yeah it's final fight material um Mm -hmm. this is yeah i would say if if you're not like super game to watch this movie like this is the scene to watch like this is like a this is like a top tier kung fu fight it's um yeah pretty incredible not to knock uh some of the inventiveness of the the final fight but this has the spirit of really kind of the period like three or four years like prior to this movie but it's done at like with like such speed and um, intensity. It's just man, yeah. this is yeah, this yeah. Is amazing. And there's even a there payoff isn't... to the to that the seemingly kind of random calligraphy fight scene because he yeah. does some more rope dart stuff and and has a very similar shots and in, in slow motion in this scene too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So he grabs the uh, the father um, grabs like a chain knife. And uh, I think we've seen that before, but um, yeah, uh, Donnie's character quickly disarms him and is able to use it against him. And um, yeah, the the rhythm between these two guys is really good. They have very good chemistry in the choreography, yeah. and there, there's some really cool um, like slow mo shots of Donnie performing with the chain knife. So that's really cool to see. But uh, it actually ends up taking a, a pretty dramatic turn because um when the father is going to tasha it seems like he kind of feels like the father is actually chingdo so he's like thinking that he's like the antagonist here so uh in the middle of like the end of the fight tasha actually grabs a sword and murders his own father thinking that he's chingdo yeah it's pretty rough yeah and it's kind of he's sort of like mad and like gleeful sinister laughing Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's effective. But yeah, it's, it's interesting this scene cuz I think it's so effective. Um but then you remember, oh, we have another villain character and he's also like mentally deranged in almost a similar a similar way. Yeah, we maybe have like a couple more characters than than we need or mm-hmm. something. Um Or I feel like if this was just arranged differently, um like yeah. maybe this could happen after he encounters the killer because then it would be revealed like the true villain yeah, of yeah. the film. And mm. and there's a bit like there's like this a sympathetic beat to the father and him dealing with his son who's been injured because of his own mischief rightly so but also that you know like incited by Donnie's character it's like kind of weird how they how they play with that plot like yeah um, totally you can kind of almost feel more sympathy towards the father and it's kind of tragic it is definitely tragic how he dies but right. also he was kind of like 
I don't know, it's a revenge, right? So everybody everybody suffers when it comes to mm-hmm. revenge. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you can I, really I like pull the idea. There should be like a like a third version, like a Carlos edit, um, <laughs> kind of repositioning those things. Yeah, Although, yeah totally so works. this next scene does kind of work right after that because one of the first things we see uh Donnie N's character doing is drinking. So mm-hmm, right. it's like he yeah, it's like he all he realizes how kind of jacked up that last scene was and he's kind of trying mm-hmm. to try to work through it. Yeah, and it's actually kind of a heroic thing to think about because I mean, using his martial arts, he's never killed anyone or been part of a murder as far as we can see. He seems yeah, like exactly. a kind of a heroic, youthful like martial artist. Right. And now there's kind of like this grim reality of where martial arts has led him. So it's kind of interesting seeing that whole side of it. But yeah, he's at he's back at home and the puppeteer is kind of questioning him like, where have you been? You know, and um he walks outside because he knows that the killer knows where they live. And sure enough, uh, Yun Shen Yi is showing up. He like busts through the fence and oh, jumps yeah, right into their shot. house. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's cool because uh, Yun Shen Yan is kind of like, yeah, t- <laughs> uh, taunting yeah. him and stuff. And he's like, ah, but really you can't have both of us fight you. That doesn't make sense. Um, yep. <laughs> and he definitely like kind of understands the strength in this person, but he doesn't understand the gravity of what's actually happening. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Seeing him play with it in kind of a lighthearted way. But so Donnie has to use his Tai Chi because this, this killer is way stronger than him. So he has to use his, the, the Tai Chi's learned to kind of use his opponent's weight against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I think that it's actually, you know, part of the whole reward of watching a training sequence is seeing the hero yeah. use these techniques. And I think that that's established really well in this film. Seeing him use these Tai Chi attacks is really cool. And the camera work emphasizing them is really well done. So the one of the one of the coolest kind of uh, sections, I guess, of the fight is that this uh, is it supposed to be an urn that shatters or I don't know if it's an urn or if I think it's just like the incense like jar. But it's basically like sand that gets in both of their Mm -hmm. eyes. So a good portion of this fight, they're fighting literally literally with their eyes closed. And uh, we get the cool like, you know, maybe second flashback between him fighting and him uh, training behind the the yin yang symbol. So showing that he, yeah, like, the, he can just feel where his opponent is. Yeah, totally. And it's this awesome is also it feels like, you know, well set up, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think like you were saying, Marty, this is also like a clip that if you just watch this clip, you get a lot out yeah. of it instead of watching the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> like everybody wants to see like, oh, cool. Like this dude's blind now. Like how do you use your martial arts when you're blind? But seeing Donnie Yen and actually I feel like his acting during this sequence, like yeah, him really being strong. blind, almost like kind of like a daredevil situation is really, really cool. And, um, yeah. he, and I he like that it looks... kind of opens with like a cool joke where they both are running for each other and they both hit their heads into opposite walls. Um, hmm. And then it kind of, then we kind of start to get serious. And yeah, sure. I, I agree with you. I think Donnie's acting in like the last, you know, third of the movie is yeah, really really effective actually and him doing these really cool like tai chi like forms like it just looks so dynamic like i think it was last last episode you mentioned marty 
how somebody oh i think it was Corey Yoon you were talking about how like in the fight like the shapes that are formed visually when you see somebody performing and i definitely can see like these circular forms that he forms using his hands yeah there's something really special about watching donnie in this movie and Mm. uh, honestly for me i know there's a lot of like kooky weirdness to this thing but um nothing quite looks like drunken tai chi to me um Mm -hmm. where Donnie is like striking all these frames and these like sharp shapes, kind of like the Peking inspired, you know, 78 to 82 period, but he's moving so fast Mm -hmm. and so powerfully. Yeah. And the early nineties Kung Fu doesn't quite have that look. It has its own really cool kind of balletic look. Um, But yeah, nothing quite looks like um, drunken tight drunken tai chi mm-hmm. to me and, and I there's think, also oh, that's like, really owed to this kind of coming together of donnie and the yuans you know yeah how i mentioned earlier how donnie kind of stands out among this kind of 80s looking cast he looks almost like a star from the future in this yeah, film yeah <laughs> and and there's a bit of that too when you see him doing these things and he looks super ripped and he just looks very cool on screen it it almost looks like more modern than you'd expect out of something like this it's yeah it's really cool so he does um end up killing the killer right and, um, and the finishing move is fatty's move that she right on him um, yeah really cool and i was trying very yeah, hard yeah. to find what this was called and i even was like talking Dude, to a lot of my friends like it, have you seen intermission, this? it might be a move from the film the tai chi master also i'm but I'm oh to, yeah i really think there's some early 90s yun ping film where there's that like that same move mm-hmm. like it's in anyway Iron it's gear tai chi master I don't know. yeah it's really cool so you're basically again using your opponent's force to uh their disadvantage so your opponent's coming towards you and you're pulling them towards you so as you back away and you basically use like the point of your foot as like a dagger to kind of attack their throat and i every time i think about it in a film and i i wish i could mention some examples but i I just couldn't think of anything um it always seems like it's a move that they're about to do to somebody but then they don't so it's like a show of mercy and i've actually never seen it used as a killing technique until i've seen it in this film so yeah it's it's really cool it looks yeah it's like a counter attack it's not an attack itself but yeah, there th- is, this, I guess uh, you could say, yeah, like a Tai Chi quality to it where it's like the opponent's own force that's kind mm-hmm. of making it happen. Yeah. But there is like a little meanness, like stop hitting yourself mm-hmm. kind of vibe <laughs> to it too. Stop killing yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do you do that? Uh, um, yep. And then we but have now we this get little, this... yeah, CODA scene <laughs> yeah. that just needs, it needs like 10 more seconds or something, right? Yeah, because he... <laughs> Because, of course, the, you know, the first thing I thought after I saw him die was like, oh, well, what about the kid? And so it cuts to the very next scene. We see Donnie in, like, playing with the kid, and he sets him down. He says, your father sent me here to see you. Where is my father? He, he had to go away. Really? Has he gone very far away? Very near. Just one step away. Well, can you take me there, brother? Ah! Freeze frame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Is, is Donnie making a silly face, falling back on a on a swing? Yeah, Oops, the kind I killed of your idea dad. that the kid says something that he doesn't know how shocking it is that could lead to a freeze frame, but this doesn't feel like it really works like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, 
Because like, oh no, how do I tell a kid that his dad's dead? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It is a super funny freeze frame. It is a funny freeze frame. Like like... mid fall through kind of longer credits than than we're used to. Yeah, yeah. From our last couple movies. Yeah, it's like like I was saying, like, well, okay, we said the Carlos cut, so let's fight the killer first, but then they come to an understanding that, you know, like, he saved my kid, and I'm just kind of a contract killer, so, you know, Donnie finds out who the true villain is because of this encounter, Mm -hmm. and then he fights the dad, so I could see that working, and then the tragedy of the dad being killed by his own son could be, like, the finale finale of that fight. I think that would work. Or but even here we are. just kind of actually kind of what happens in a couple of the Itmon movies where he like after the two of them fight, he realizes, well, wait, you like I don't have to kill you anymore because you, you killed the guy that was paying me. So mm-hmm. I guess we're cool. And then just he kind of limps away and that's the freeze frame. Yeah, actually, oh, cool. since since you mentioned Itmon, I think it, it actually is in Itmon 2 when Donnie is fighting who will become his student on the rooftop and he does that foot that kill yeah, pointed right. foot move. I think oh, yeah. it's right at the end of that fight. Mm-hmm. So there's another example of that. And Ipman too is that Samuel choreographing that? Yeah, because I think or, uh, I think so, because isn't the second one the one that Yun Wu Ping directed? Yeah. Or th- yeah, third and fourth well, Yun Wu Ping worked on. So yeah, yeah. I think but now I'm I thought Sam only worked <laughs> on one of them. That's my fault for bringing it up. First. But but oh, no, it I definitely yeah. yeah, I definitely think that that's one of the scenes I was thinking of regarding that technique. But cool. But yeah. yeah, this movie is is fun. It's very weird. It doesn't land in a lot of ways, but I think that if you're a fan of Donnie Yen, you should definitely check it out. And if you're a fan of Yong Wu Ping, of course, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's really I it would probably really help to like watch it with an audience like watch it with a hong kong audience or something because i really think most of the spots that might seem like weird or silly or goofy like probably killed you know (laughs) yeah at least if you're watching like a string of films that are kind of like related to this uh i think a, a lot of the movie works um even as as rough around the edges as as it is at times but um, so, so yeah, some incredible choreography and really it it just shows what a powerhouse Donnie is, even here at his very first starring role. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something special about this kid. And it, it also feels like the traditional like status quo structure of Hong Kong, like can't contain him. Right. It's like, yeah, he's almost like breaking out of like traditional Kung Fu or something. Um, right and that's what's interesting to me about about this breakout role because like i said i think it's kind of behind the curve in what was hong kong uh cinema at the time i mean next year we would get police story right and that would change a lot and we've covered yes madam so there's like these kind of gun action and like kind of um actually actually donnie yen would end up being in that series in the line of duty he would be in yeah i think four and um yeah, now he's definitely made his mark in uh, Hong Kong cinema, but, and it's great to see where this all began. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In some ways, it does feel like the last nail in the coffin on a <laughs> certain period yeah. of mm-hmm. Kung Fu cinema. And, I mean, they go out blazing. Um, 
And yeah, that nail is probably like bashed in with Yun Chun Yi's head. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, great, great. But yeah, that's drunken Tai Chi. It's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It is it, it's kind of weird finding it, but it's definitely worth a watch. And it is a easy breezy eighty five minutes, so that helps too. Yeah, for real. Agreed. It's too bad it's not as good looking as some other films, like restoration wise, and it's kind of harder to find. But yeah, yeah, it'd if, be just awesome having like the Cantonese audio for this mm-hmm. um, yep someday so um do you guys think you have some energy left for a quick oh, little Lord. quiz <laughs> i'm not 100 <laughs> <laughs> i'll make this easy okay. it, it'll be really quick okay. um all right so here we go five questions first question give me the number of yun Wu ping directed films that we've covered on the podcast oh uh-huh. marty um, <laughs> you guys are working together, so it's two, fine. Three, and I got the answer if you four, need it. Five. I know six for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you're already you're already beyond me because I was gonna guess five. So okay. Uh, there might be something I'm forgetting. I'll say six, and I'll be happy to be wrong. And I think that you'll be happy because you oh, are correct you according oh, okay. to what cool. I've seen. So we've got Snake and the Eagle Shadow. I'm going in order of. The yeah. podcast. Nice, so, nice. Snake in the Eagle Shadow, Magnificent Butcher, Dreadnought, and then we've done Drunken Master. Skip a couple. Dance of the Drunk Mantis, and now Drunken Tai Chi. So here we are, nice. six in. It's funny, I, in a lot of ways, if people follow the show, it could almost be like the Yung Wu Ping like podcast <laughs> in a lot of yeah. ways. But um, really, oh, man, regarding. I- <laughs> I, his I hope I haven't been like too hard of a, yeah. an influence no, in that direction. I love it, but it's like no, I just love the guy. I don't think that's something you can complain about. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, number two, name the two weapon forms of Taiji Chuan represented in Drunken Tai Chi, and name the Mortal Kombat character that would enjoy <laughs> them the most. <laughs> okay, sorry. What was the first half of the question again? Name the two weapon forms of Taiji Chuan represented in Drunken Tai Chi. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, but the the dart. Let's just say the dart uh, okay. one. Just I was just Rope like this, the scorpion one is yeah I exactly. Can't what it was called, but yeah, that's get over here. Yep, and similar to that, we've got the chain knife that we see. When he's fighting oh, okay, uh, father. Nice. I was going to say broom, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Scorpion's iconic broom attack. Yeah. I, I can agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> Dust over here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I think I've only got four questions, but so you guys are lucky now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what famous variety show did Lydia Shum host that thrust her into stardom in Hong Kong? Oh, oh man. I you, you mentioned You said it. I forgot what it was called, though. Darn it. I know I've read it's it, It's called Enjoy Yourself Tonight. Oh, there you uh, go. I've seen some people, like, kind of compare it to Saturday Night Live in some ways. Huh. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, so our last question. Who was Black Belt Magazine's Kung Fu Artist of the Year 1995, and how does she relate to this movie? I'm guessing, is it Bausa Mark? Yen's That's mom? right. Oh, yes, cool. oh, correct. Makes sense. Yeah, Boston Mark, Yen's mother, and Taiji Chuan, Grandmaster. Good job, cool. guys. Are these are these two off the wall for you? Is this cool? <laughs> Dude, no, that was great. <laughs> fun. All right, cool. No, no goofy, no Simpsons references mm. this time. Maybe next Maybe time. Next time. <laughs> Union, don't don't reset the clock quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much for checking out our show. If you enjoyed it, then you could check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Heroes, the number three podcast on all of them. Leave us a review on whatever you're listening to this on, iTunes, Podcast Addict, whatever. And thank you to the Kung Fu Cinema subreddit if you're checking us out from there. So we are almost done with our look at drunken tai, uh, drunken, tai chi, drunken martial arts movies. So Marty, what are we going to be finishing out this little oh, arc man. with? This is an absolute classic. This is probably one of the most universally loved uh, Kung Fu movies. Um, this is Drunken Master 2, known as Legend of the Drunken Master in a, a U.S. version. This was hugely significant movie at Mark Jackie's return to a more traditional period style Kung Fu and him returning to the character of Wong Fei Hong and the success of the original drunken master. And it's also uh, a piece of Kung Fu cinema legend because, uh, at least it, the production started with Lao Garlung behind the camera as director and choreographing, um, and there are some interesting stories with the meeting of these two tigers on on the mountain. So mm. we're going to see um, the evolution of Jackie Chan and all that he has brought to uh, martial arts cinema. And we're going to see the, the tradition of Lao Garlong and everything that he's brought to classic Kung Fu. It all comes together in this movie. And it's, um, yeah, you almost can't <laughs> overhype Drunken Master 2. It's that, yeah, yeah it's that strong. Can't wait to kind of off this arc kind of scared to cover this movie that's <laughs> yeah, a big one <laughs> i love it everybody loves it so much and i'm really excited to talk about it but yeah wow we gotta yeah we gotta bring it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well until next week where we're taking a look at drunken master 2 or legend of drunken master i'm matthew i'm marty i'm carlos and we are the heroes three Ramirez training Heroes 3 is part of the Mercado Brothers Podcast Network.